Hello and welcome to the Better Today Than Yesterday podcast. I am Pastor Bartlett Singer with Pastor Scott Weatherford. And we've made this doing this podcast to talk about things to to help you do exactly that, to be better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today. And for us, that definition of better means more like Jesus. Had a guy uh, come over today to the house because we had a gas leak yeah. in our backyard. Oh my gosh. And uh, of course, you know, I, I walk out, he looked at this gorgeous shirt I have on. And he, he said, um, he said, so what do you got going? I said, well, I'm going to go do a podcast. He goes, a podcast? What kind of podcast you do? I said, well, you know, I do, uh, it's, it's all about helping people live better lives and, and become more like Jesus. He goes, so what are you, a lawyer? I said, no. I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And he goes, oh, okay. So I've Kind of push you towards our our podcast. I told him if you have trouble sleeping, go on go online. You do us. that; yeah. it'll take care of it. Yeah. So yeah, but so it's interesting. You know, people really we need skills, and what mm-hmm. our hope is after all these years of experience mm-hmm. that we have some skills that we could you know give to you, mm-hmm. parlay to you, that you can help you make better decisions. And today we're going to talk about intentionality. Yeah, yeah. because making changes and being better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today, it doesn't just happen. I mean, it, it, no. it, it, it's it's a it, it doesn't just you don't just wake up two years from now and your your life's better. This is all better if you, if you're not making the changes in your life that you need to make for it to be. Well, better. Let me tell you a story about that. Ah, yeah. So in my backyard, I have koi fish. Oh yes, the I koi don't fish. want the koi fish, but I have the <laughs> koi fish, and it's been a royal pain because the pond they're living in is a quagmire of koi excrement mm-hmm. and just a green, nasty blob. Well, we've been trying real hard to get it clear, and it's taken intentionality to do that. Mm-hmm. We had to fix the pump. We had to fix the filtration. We had to fix a filter that was leaking. And, and all these things, to get, now today it's clear, and I can see the beautiful fish. Mm-hmm. and still does not make me love them or want to keep them. <laughs> but it's the intentionality of every day messing with the koi fish mm-hmm. to – to get it into a situation where it's it's actually enjoyable, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful. They are so oh, cool. Oh yeah, they, they are beautiful. And if anybody would like some very large, yeah, just pretty koi me. fish, yeah. just just contact us at Fellowship of the Crossroads and uh, Fish Fry Family fish, Reunion. Yeah, yeah, Scott, yeah, yeah, Scott will be happy yeah. to get those to you. But you know, it, but anything we do, I mean, whether it's a a, a sport, they can go in our bass pond. No, okay, they do nice. not go in the bass pond. But anything that's like a sport or a hobby or playing guitar or something, you know, because I thought about that. I I played bass a long time ago. Oh, Skip, I remember yeah, that. Skip yeah. taught me some bass. I, yeah, I we played fired bass. you, I think, for playing bass. Yeah, no, pretty much. So, um, yeah, but I mean, Skip I, fired you. Somebody. Skip fired me. Yeah. I But I played, and I hadn't picked it up. I mean, the last time I actually played was literally sometime back in the late 90s. That was the last time I actually played. And my son Braden is, he is big into music. I mean, he can play all kinds of instruments. And uh, we actually bought him a couple of years ago a, a bass for Christmas. And nice. I thought, okay, great. And I don't know why, but I had this idea in my head. I picked it up and I plugged it in. Really, really cool Fender bass. And I was like, man, this is this is great. Picked it up. It really felt good. And for some reason, I thought, even though I hadn't picked one of these things up in 20 years, for some reason, I thought I was going to pick it up and I was going to be able to play it just as good, if not a whole lot better than I did 20 years ago. I couldn't even remember where the notes were. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to, and he's like, dad, are you killing a cat in there or something? I'm like, no, I just, uh, you know, it's like, Ugh. but you know, that's, that's the way it is. We don't, we don't get better at something 
unless we work at it. Exactly. And 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 to do that, you have to be intentional. I mean, I've watched him learn guitar over the years, and I mean, he would sit in his room, and I remember at one in the morning, I'd wake up and I'd be going, "What in the world?" And I listen down the hall, and it's him doing. It's him practicing. Hold it's him playing. Yeah, playing. Yeah. And he yeah. has gotten all the years. He's just <laughs> become just an incredible musician. But it didn't happen. Just he didn't go. Oh, I want to be a good musician, and then no, there had know, to be a system. There had to be a system. It had to be a process, and it, it takes. And then it had to be intentional. I, I saw a study recently mm-hmm. that really was provoking to me because it mm-hmm. said you could spend time working on the things you're weak at mm-hmm. and maybe improve by two or three percent, mm-hmm. but you spend the time investing in what you're good at, mm-hmm. and you could you can improve by hundreds of percents. Yeah. And so you think about, okay, what is my natural giftedness? Mm-hmm. What do I want to pursue? What is What do I want to do intentionally? Like I want to make my marriage better, mm-hmm. so I'm going to pursue that. I want to make my parenting better, so I'm going to pursue my children. Mm-hmm. I want to be better at whatever vocation we're in, or even your spiritual your spiritual journey. I want to become more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do you get there? What is the intentionality? What is the process? What is the system? So it has to be a conscious decision, Correct. a choice, yeah. because every decision becomes a destiny. Destiny, which means doing things on purpose with a purpose. Right. That's the whole thing. We have to be doing things on purpose with a purpose. You know, you have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Not just not just going through everything. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the copy that's on one side. So. Oh, on one side. Yeah, oh, there so we you go. You won't cry like a little cat. So. Well, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Now I'm completely lost because I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> you're <laughs> you, at the top you, of that you messed page. me up. Okay. <laughs> no, but you got. Yeah, you don't go through life on autopilot. That's the whole thing. You you can't just go through life on autopilot. Again, you got to do it on purpose. With the purpose. I mean, Proverbs thirteen sixteen says, "Every prudent man acts with knowledge, mm-hmm. but a fool follows his own folly." Wow! As a dog returns to his vomit, <laughs> so does a fool to his folly. <laughs> yeah, and that's that really is so true that when we make those decisions and they become destinies, it's usually based on a process of planning. Now, think about this: I was flying from Corpus to Dallas, mm-hmm. sitting in the Corpus Air- Airport, mm-hmm. conversation with a marine biologist. I said, so what do you do? And he says, well, I'm I'm a specialist in shrimp farming because mm-hmm. the wild shrimp population was on a decline in the 90s. And he says, I'm, I'm a shrimp farmer. And I said, well, how do you do that? He goes, that's oh, pretty easy. You get the water right and the shrimp take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you think about, okay, the right salinity, the right amount of fresh water, mm-hmm. salt water, the, the amount of nutrients in the water to feed the, the shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to keep diseases and dead shrimp out of the water, you know, dead shrimp will kill the live shrimp. Sure, yeah. So you have to be the intentional process mm-hmm. of doing things by keeping the environment correct. And I think about that for my own, my own soul, that I have to keep the environment of my soul mm-hmm. right. Um, at, at our house, uh, where, I, where I live, Duterra, that things, everything has a home, yeah. and everything has to be put in their home, and it has to be done the right way, and it can't be clutter. So I, I mm. tease her that our house is an open house all the time because yeah. you know, it's always pristine. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I've learned to like it like that. Yeah. You know, so I become the one who says, you know, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this, and because you know I like it like that, so it's a matter of learning mm-hmm. and saying, okay, these are the things I want to be, and this is what I'm going to pursue because this has captivated my heart, mm-hmm. and I want to follow this to become better. 
better every day. So doing things on purpose with purpose. Yeah, every decision becomes a destiny. I was thinking about that because you always said that. I just, yeah. That hit me. And, you know, I go back and I think about I think about my life. And you can trace where you're at today. What What's going on in your life today, good or bad? And if Ooh. you think about it, you can go back and you can trace it to every decision you've made up until that point. It's, it's, it's like the butterfly effect. You know, it's if you if you go left, this will happen. If you go right, that will happen. You have a choice. I mean, I think back just, you know, even being here at, you know, Fellowship of the Crossroads now for 13 years and just every decision. It's hard to believe. Yeah, I know, that, that, but that got us to this point. And I, I go all the way back to high school you know, when I started dating this cute little blonde who basically introduced me to Christ and then going to the radio station. And then in 2000, you know, I had a choice. I could stay at the radio station and keep going or I could go to seminary. And I walked into somebody's office and had been praying about it and kind of put some fleeces before God saying I needed these things to happen, you know, to to feel like I could leave the radio station. And within a week, all those things happened. And then I go and I'm talking to this mentor of mine who sits across the table and we're talking about stuff. And he looks over at me and goes, when are you going to get out of this town and go to seminary? And I'm like, you know, confirmation. But at that point, I had a choice. And then, because I had a choice because it was go to seminary and then another church that our producer, Skip Mothershake, sitting behind the camera, was at at the time. Him and the pastor, this is Bill Cornelius at Bay Area, then Bay Area Fellowship, now Church Unlimited, basically offered me a position to come and join them and be small groups and do mm-hmm. group life and all that type of stuff. And at that point I had a you know, there was a decision there to go to Phoenix and go to seminary. Or go work or, with or go work with Corpus. And I sat there and looked at it. I knew e- that was one of those life changing decisions right there that either either one I made, there was once I was stepped through that door, there was no turning back mm-hmm. and it was going to set a direction and path for my life. And of course I chose seminary. And I chose to go to Phoenix, and that was really hard. And but you know, and at the time, I regretted that. I thought I made the wrong choice. I should have gone here because it was so difficult. And then, the, but then that led me to coming back to Texas. That led me to Fellowship of the Woodlands and being on staff with Carrie Shook and twelfth largest church in America for for three or four years, however long that was. I can't even remember now. And but all the experience, and then you call in and coming back here, and then stuff happening, and then. Having the choice again years ago, do I go sit on the go go to the ranch, sit on the tractor and cut hay? Do I plan a church? What's God calling me to do? I had that choice. If I'd have gone and you know, if I'd have gone and cut hay, ignored God, none of us would be sitting in this room right now. Yes. This room would not exist right now. This property would not exist. And it's like it's that that one decision. Okay, but me and Molly made. We're going to follow God what He's called us to do. We're going to start this church and take it wherever He leads it. Here we are, thirteen years later. You know, every decision. Those are big ones, but I mean, think about little decisions we make. Are we going to drink a little bit too much tonight? Are we going to get drink a little bit too much and get behind the wheel of a car? Or I'm dating this girl, or we going to go back to her place and do something we shouldn't do? And then all of a sudden, you know, teenagers. I mean, how many how many teenagers make that decision yeah. not thinking about their future or their destiny? About their future, yeah, about yeah. their destiny, and one one bad night, one wrong decision, and now the whole life is changed because 
that was just we just kind of went with it. So you know, either you choose your destiny or your destiny chooses you. It's not a very good plan. To just kind of go with it. No, it's not. Um, that's that's not that's not being intentional. So I, I like to call it intentional spontaneity. There you go. Inten- <laughs> intentional spontaneity. So you could uh, you know you want to be spontaneous. You want to be creative. Mm. But there's boundaries that you're going to exist mm-hmm. within that creates those healthy decisions yeah. that you pre-decide that I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. But within that, there's there's the availability. Well, it's like today. You're going to go to an Astros game. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's a decision you made within the boundaries of who you are. It's spontaneous, yet it's intentional. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about this, when you have core values, these are the things that direct my life. And Jesus Christ being the chief one and his word being uh, the example of that, then you can make decisions based on God's destiny mm-hmm. within the right parameters. Exactly. A.W. Tozer said this, a man rightly related to God cannot make a wrong decision. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, how are we rightly related to God? Through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. We can't earn it. We don't deserve nope. it. Nope. We come to Christ. He makes us rightly related. Mm-hmm. Then he is faithful to do the good for us, as it says in Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And 29 says, and I love this about our podcast, mm. so that 828 says God causes all things to work together for good. Right. 29 says, so we become like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we can become like Jesus. So that's why we call better today than we were yesterday. And better today means more like Jesus. Yeah. And the parameters of decision-making of intentionality. Mm. Yeah. Now, we're going to take it to another level mm-hmm. in, our, in our next podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about intentional leadership. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to lead an organization intentionally mm-hmm. with those purposes and those boundaries in yep. mind and what do you create to get that those results that you're desiring now when we talk about results we're not mm-hmm. talking about numbers no mm-hmm. we're not talking about influence we're not talking we're talking about the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and the hearts of men and women yep. so uh tune back in with us and we will uh, talk about that in the next podcast yep. of better today than yesterday better tomorrow than today more like jesus more like jesus